Hey uh, everyone, welcome back to the Income School YouTube podcast. This is Nate and this is episode two. Okay, I am very excited for today's topic. I'm probably excited for every day's topic, but this one has been top of mind for me recently, especially as I've been looking into creating more of a system for YouTube, uh, for any size of YouTube channel. This topic, oh man, oh man, that has the potential to jumpstart almost any, it's a springboard for almost any size of channel when applied correctly. What I'm talking about is collaborations. Now, if you've been following any of the stuff I've been doing on YouTube recently, you know I've been talking about this a fair amount recently. However, public facing on YouTube, I have not shared some of the things that have been going on behind the scenes, which is why I'm excited to share these with you so I can take the I can take the filter off. I can talk about everything that's been going on in my head and all of the things that I think will have a dramatic impact on on the success of smaller channels especially, but also larger channels. Okay, so when we say collaboration, I guess I'm gonna have, a, I'm gonna do a little activity for you listening here. When you hear collaborations on YouTube, what is the first thing that comes to mind? If you're anything like, the, like me or, or similar people who've been on YouTube around the block a few times, you might think, okay, it's uh, when two channels, they get together, one of them features the other one on, on their channel, they make a video together, and then they maybe they each have a video, and they do, they have their video title, and then they say, with the other channel. And the idea being getting, you know, getting together two channels and getting some exposure, their audience gets to see your audience, and your audience gets to see their audience. Mutually beneficial, right? And that is true. However, there are a lot more ways to do collaborations. And if you've ever had the feeling, I guess I'll ask you this, when you hear YouTube collaboration, what size of channel comes to mind? Typically, it's large channels. For most people, when you think of that, uh, yeah, it's a well-established channel. At that point, then people will want to collaborate with me. So I'm going to challenge that in this episode, both on the, the size of the channel that can do collaborations, but also how to do collaborations. Are you ready? This is, this is super exciting. So right off, I have asked myself the question multiple times over the past recent weeks, how would I start a channel again? If I were to just start from scratch again, what would I do differently this time around? And collaborations is one of the things I would start from very, very small. And, and when I say very small, I mean under 100 subscribers. So I'm going to talk about this in the context of a very small channel. Just know that all of these apply to whatever size of channel you are currently running, just with slight tweaks, and I'll address those. So challenge the assumption you have if you have a very small channel or mid-sized channel. I don't care what size of channel you have. Challenge the assumption you might have going on that this doesn't apply to you. I just challenge that because at least one of the concepts I'm discussing here is going to apply and will make a dramatic difference on your channel. Okay, so first off, I wanted to talk about why you would even want to do collaborations on YouTube. Here is where we need to talk about a bit of the contrast between a blog and a YouTube channel. Now, with a blog, it's a bit more traditionally competitive, meaning if you win the snippet, somebody else doesn't. If somebody else wins the snippet, you don't have the snippet. You know, if you get rank one, that means you get the best. You, you have the most traffic. It, 
on YouTube, it's like that, but not quite. Because, yeah, on search, it behaves similarly. You know, the top search videos typically, especially within the top five, will get dramatically more views from search than, you know, further down in the search page. But because the nature of YouTube is they like to find audiences and feature similar content to similar audiences, their, their superpower for you is the browse and suggest, right? Because of that, competition on YouTube is treated differently. The You can win and another channel can win with similar audiences. People aren't only exclusively watching one channel. Most people on YouTube watch multiple channels. So what does that mean for us here? With collaborations, when you collaborate, when you associate your channel with another channel's audience, you both win. And so the benefits, the the primary benefits of running collaborations on a channel is, well, one, you get on the other channel maker's radar if you do something with them. And I'm going to talk about what kinds of ways you can work and collaborate, uh, including a few new ways that you may have never thought about before. But the, the first one, you get on the other channel maker's radar. Um, you also get on their audience radar. And from the algorithm's standpoint, you get on the algorithm's radar when you do collaborations. So it's essentially the concept of drafting, which if you have not uh, viewed that video in the YouTube course yet, I highly recommend it. Uh, The concept of drafting is you're clearly showing to the algorithm, you're jump-starting it, You're, you're clearly showing to the algorithm that you, you see these other channels out there, this channel 100,000 subscribers, this one 50,000, this one 300,000, their audience is the same audience as my audience. And what better way to do that absolutely clearly than with a collaboration? Clear definition, their audience is my audience, my audience is their audience. And, there's, and if not exact matches 100%, it's rarely 100, 100%. But if not that, overlap, which is what you're looking for here. Okay, so we've gone over the benefits. Do you want those benefits on your channel? <laughs> I'm willing to bet it's, yes, you, you do want that. I want that. Anybody wants that because it's it's the exposure. It's the game of more views, more exposure on YouTube, which means more success, right? So let's pull this to a brand new channel. Let's, I'm going to, like I said earlier, I'm going to talk about this in the context of if I were doing this on a brand new channel, how would I go about doing this? There's a few strategies that I would go for. One, uh, responses where I, and this is where I make a video responding to another channel that is in a similar niche or niche (laughs) as mine. And I respond to their video. I show clips of it. I share my own insights on it. Uh, you all the the strategy here is to open up the conversation and get on the other creators radar as well as their audience radar that's your main point here because you're creating original content because you're responding you're sharing your own insights on what they're saying but you're also uh, a bit of getting on the radar of when people search for the other channel you say i'm responding to xyz's channel so when people search for xyz channel your video is much more likely to show up for them, which means it's a similar trend with their audience. And so you get their attention, you also get their audience attention. Valuable things, right? Um, The strategy there is make it respectful. (laughs) 
unless you have a channel that that your approach is the drama and the conflict if then okay that's we can talk about that another time but in most cases you want that response to be respectful okay so that's one video type that's one kind of content you can do now when should you do that type of content when you really have something to add to the conversation when you really have something to to share about what that other creator has made that's that would be a response a reaction is another type of, it's a bit more passive collaboration, but it's where you're basically piggybacking off of an idea or another channel maker's uh, video where you're reacting, you're sharing your insights, but it's not as direct as a response. A response would be, they said this, I say this in response. A reaction would be, ah, oh, okay, that's an interesting concept. Here's how I'm going to elaborate on it. And it's not so much targeted at the other channel but it still has the potential for a lot of interest for the same audience. All right, so that's a reaction. Next would be a feature video. And this is probably one of the, the, um, the it's less well, less well known. And that would be where you get another creator on your video you, and you feature something about them. It's, you know, it could be, even if they aren't aware of you creating that video, you are talking about them as a creator or what their initiative or what they're doing. You're featuring them within a video and talking about it. An example of this would be uh, Charisma on Command. There's a, it's a large channel. They do a lot of videos like how to be more self-confident in five minutes and, and that type of content. But almost every single one of their videos is around a specific influencer, a, a public figure. And they talk about, they kind of break apart aspects about them, their confidence, how to get an audience to like them instantly. And they show several examples from that creator. This one is another step back from, it's not a direct response to anything. It's also not a reaction. It's a break apart. It's a, it's a feature of what they're doing on their channel. And you're less likely to get a direct response from these unless you invite it in the video but it's still valuable for a lot of audiences because what they're, if they're interested in that other person or what they're doing, their initiatives, then chances are the, the audience is also interested in the video that you just put together. All right, so that's a feature. Another one uh, is a direct video collaboration. This is probably the most traditional format that you think about is, hey, you reach out, you say, hey, let's do a video together. Let's maybe two videos. So we'll do one video for your channel, one video for my channel. And that is a direct, you appear in their video, they appear in your video. This is something that it's the most traditional way of doing it. And it's the most integrated way of doing it. However, in a lot of cases, it's not the first approach. It's not the first point of contact. Unless it, if it's a smaller channel that you're looking to do a direct collaboration with, they may be more open to it. If it's a large channel and you have a smaller channel, I would venture to guess that they would be less likely to do something like that. But when you're at that point, your, your target is really channels that are similar size to you when you're doing these direct video collaborations. Now, does that prevent you from doing video collaborations with small channels if you have a small channel? No. And in fact, I see no reason why not to do that. There's always really good things you can do there no matter what size the channel is. Okay, so that is the last one. I, well, second to last one, there's a secret one that I have been I have been thinking about here 
that I think, I have not shared this anywhere, but I think has huge potential. This one is not one that I have tested directly. I want to, but I am going to open it up right now for other people to to test this and in the future when I'm testing it on, on my own channels, right? So this idea is, it's, it's kind of a hybrid of a few of these. It's kind of a response, it's kind of a reaction, it's also kind of a feature. And this is where you get to know another person's channel really well. You, you get to know their likes, their dislikes, or all things like that. And then you create something for them. So it's kind of a feature, but it's very targeted at them and their audience. An example of this, there's a popular YouTube channel called ZHC. He does a lot of uh, art type of projects. A lot of, he's got a very unique art style and, and paints things and customizes things. And that's kind of the, the name of the game on the channel. What they've done is they'll choose another channel and they'll say, I created a custom something for this other channel. I think they made, they're in the really big channel, so they made a, uh, I'm trying to remember, I customized a Tesla for Mr. Beast or something like that. But what they did is they got to know the other Mr. Beast channel really well and created something specifically for his channel, for his audience. And it worked very, very well. It continues to work extremely well for that channel. But here's my question for you. What's to keep you from doing that as a smaller channel? There's absolutely no reason why you cannot do that. So I'm calling this approach, this strategy, the gift strategy. It's not, it's not pandering. <laughs> it's a little bit, but uh, it, it's not bribery either. But it's, it's, it would look like if I'm starting a channel, I, I get to know my industry really well. I, let's say it's, I'm going to use the lawn care. Uh, let's say it's, no, I can't use lawn care again. I always use that. Let's say it's in the sewing industry and I create, I have my own unique style of, uh, of sewing, right? So I'm building my channel and I get to know the industry on YouTube really well. I get to know who the big names are. I get to know the big players. I also get to know the somewhat smaller players. It, it just a channel that is a few scales larger than my own, maybe not a lot of scales larger. I'll, I'll use the example. If I had 5,000 subscribers, I probably wouldn't go for a 500,000 subscriber channel, but I would probably go for a 50,000 subscriber channel. So I get to know their channel really well, and I listen. I pay attention to what they care about, and then I make something for that. I reach out and I say, hey, uh, even before making whatever you're going to make for them, I would reach out and say, hey, you've, I really love your channel. I would love to make XYZ thing for you. And if, all I would ask in return is maybe you send me a clip of you opening it. I thought it'd be really cool to share with you. And I've, I've been a longtime subscriber. Uh, I've got my own channel, but I think it would be great to just, just share you know, the, what I've created with you. And they can respond however they want. They could say no. <laughs> I guess you could send it anyway, right? Or even if they don't respond, you send it. And uh, even if they don't do anything, it still allows you to create a video called I made this project for this YouTube channel. And that is a valuable video because chances are if people, your audience, no matter how small it is, they're probably, if they've watched your channel, they're probably aware of the other channel. So you've got name recognition there. 
and immediate higher click-through rate on that type of video because there's a familiarity. But also, you've got their audience. Even if the other channel maker never responds to your video, never says yes, never anything like that, their audience is, your video will show up in search when their audience and in association with their audience. You see what I'm seeing here? See how this is building out? We're getting to all of those benefits I was talking about earlier, the collaborations, because you're getting on the same radar with their audience. And what better way early on than to do this and get really a clear connection from the drafting perspective, the YouTube algorithm, to show early on, I am like these other channels. I made stuff for these other channels, even if the, the other channels never respond. I just think that's so cool. I, I'm super excited about that because I can see I can think of very few ways for a channel, especially early on, that they could shortcut. All right, I'm going to use the word hack. <laughs> they could shortcut the 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 time it would take for the algorithm to understand who your audience is. Because the sooner you do that, and the sooner you can show how quality your content is, the sooner your channel will take off. I am certain of that. The sooner the algorithm clearly sees this audience is like these other channels, it, who your audience is, what kind of people like your videos, and when they respond well to your videos, meaning you create quality, helpful videos, this this is the, the sooner your channel will grow. And this is why you see channels that seem to just explode out of nowhere. It's because they did this. It's not a secret. Well, I guess it is a secret to a lot of people, but because they understood this concept, that is why their channels grew more quickly. And collaborations, all of these five strategies that I just outlined are one of the best ways to do that because it's a direct association of your channel with other channels, with other audiences. Is that cool? I'm just super excited about that. So with that in mind, I'm just say bye to Nathan. He's, he's stepping out right here. <laughs> so with that in mind, I want you to go out and look at your own channel right now, right after listening to this or even today in the next couple of days and challenge that assumption that you can't do collaborations. This is very similar to me challenging your assumption that you can't get sponsorships or free products on your channel early on. I have too, I've seen too many evidences of people doing it and just completely bypassing the other channels that think that we have a, it's easy to have a mental block and saying, oh, I can't do that now. I have to wait until I have a larger channel. I don't think that that is the case nearly as often as we think it is. Now, there is that, that scale thing that I was talking about. If you have 500 subscribers, chances are a 500,000 subscriber channel is probably not going to pay attention and your video about them may not get as much traction which is why you want to go on a smaller scale. I would 10x your channel. I, I, that's really the scale that, that I would look at. If you have 500 subscribers, look at 5,000 subscriber channels. If you have 5,000, look at 50,000. Because at that point, you, you're, it's large enough that you have some traction and has the potential to scoop into their audience, the newer audience. And again, it's, it's creative collaboration. It's really not even stealing their audience, which I described earlier. It's not even stealing their audience. It's value-based showing another channel to the audience that they can watch also. Okay, so I want you to go do that. Look at when you, then over the next few days, look at the other channels in your industry. Hopefully by now you are drafting, you're getting really, you've done your channel, your industry audit, you're doing your own channel reviews, you're getting really familiar with 
the industry so that you know it like the back of your hand. You know what channels are your targets. And if you haven't done that yet, I strongly suggest that you do it. Pick your targets. And I'm going to say pick five. Pick five of them. And from there, pick one of these strategies. The gift strategy, the response, the reaction, the feature, or the video collaboration strategy. And start putting those videos into motion. Try those videos over the next few weeks. Start with five and then go from there. I don't foresee ever stopping this because a, a, a non-growing channel is a channel that's dying, right? So this is something that's going to become a part of your regular content mix on your channel. So start with five and make those videos clearly defined videos that are these types of collaborations, any of those five styles of collaborations. And I'm, I'm certain of this. You're going to see some really awesome results from it. And I would love if you would share in the community your results from doing these collaborations. Okay, now I wanted to get into a few Q&As from the community, some really good questions I'm seeing here. Okay, first one, this is from Ralph, sorry, Ralph Kelleners, is the question about should you increase posting schedule when videos start taking off? So uh, a bit of the background, he has a super small gaming channel and normally only a handful of views per day. But he started a new game recently and the first few videos he posted are receiving over 100 views all of a sudden. You've tapped into a crack on YouTube, uh, Ralph. And what I mean by that is it's something that hasn't had as much attention. Therefore, your videos are immediately tapping into that attention. So the question is, I have three more videos ready for the coming weeks. Oh, oh, he's saying, I normally post this game once a week. So the question is, should he post more often? He's seeing this upward trend, shared some analytics, and there's a definite upward trend in the views. Should he post this game more often? Okay, first question, do you enjoy the game? Are you okay with the channel going that direction? If the answer is yes and yes, then yes, post more often. And... Uh, I would at least go to two videos a week on this game if more often if you want it to go that direction. The thing with gaming channels are an interesting thing. And and if you aren't doing a gaming channel, don't tune out here because this principle applies. I'll just speak in the context of gaming channels. They're interesting because people like a specific YouTuber, but they also like a specific game. And when you start, when you create an entire channel around a game, it is really hard to break out into a new game. Oh man, it's really hard. I've seen so many channels like try to do new stuff and it just, it just never takes off. So my word of caution here is yes, if you like, if you answered yes to those two other questions, you like the game and yes, you're okay with your channel going into more of that game. The word of caution is make sure that it doesn't become a channel about that game. The channel needs to be about you. It needs to be about uh, you as the gamer, the person who plays games, but not about that game because you can get pigeonholed and you do not want that. So excellent question. Next question. This one's about uh, character counts in titles. This is a great one. Is there a max character count for YouTube titles? Yes, there is. It's 100 characters. How many should you do? Uh, there are some good responses from Nicole and Scott R. Sorry, this was a question from tips underscore com. Uh, there were some great responses from Nicole and Scott R. Um, the, here's what I would say. If at all possible, shorter is better. 
on YouTube. The, the shorter the title that you can still get the same concept across, the better. Because as McCole points out in the response, uh, the whole title doesn't show up on across all devices. And in fact, 60 or less, I rarely, I rarely want to go over 60 characters because that's just kind of how YouTube is set up. Now, uh, so, so with that concept of wordsmithing your title, if you can make it clickbaity and awesome, the shorter, the better across the board. I, yeah, that's just how it works on YouTube. However, there is another way of doing it that I have had a good amount of success where you make the clickbait part the first part, the first thing that they see, and then you combine it with another part. And Scott R. did bring this up, and I can I can back this up, what you're saying here, Scott. Uh, you, so you make, the, the format is, your first part of the title is the clickbaity, like this is why you want to watch this video. And it's, uh, I would say 40 characters or less. And then you have kind of a second part to the title that's more descriptive of what the video is. So on on my channel, that might be how to get 4,000 watch hour. Uh, uh, sorry, this one thing, this one trick will get you 4,000 watch hours faster. And then the in the parentheses, I might say uh, three steps, a three-step strategy to get watch hours fast. So it's kind of a combination of two titles in one. And that... Uh, has been very successful. It, it varies according to channel type. If you're a very influencer style of channel, meaning people watch you for you and not so much the topic of the video, you can do whatever the heck you want with the title and people will still watch it as long as it's still an interesting sounding video. Uh, but in general, if we're doing more niche t channels where we're focused around a skill set or a hobby set, then yes, a format that has in general, 60 characters or less. And But if you do want to go over those 60 characters, you can do the split format where you have the clickbaity first section and then a more descriptive second section. Great question. Okay, next one. This one has to do with uh, tagging on YouTube. This is from Nicole. She asked, you can, tagging people on YouTube. I already responded to this, but I did want to elaborate a little bit here. So, Tagging, this actually relates to the collaboration strategies that I was sharing here. Tagging on YouTube is where you hit the at sign and then you type in the name of the channel, right? And it pings that channel. You can use that if you have a larger audience, meaning over a thousand subscribers. You can do it within the descriptions of your videos or within posts on in your YouTube community. Benefit there, it's another thread, Another direct thread showing the YouTube algorithm, a connection between two channels. So if you do a video about another channel and you have this feature turned on, use it. Because hopefully <laughs> you made a video that you want that other channel to see anyway. Even if you didn't ask permission, even if it's just a response or, rea or a reaction type of video, you still want, if, if it's something that you want that other channel maker to see, then yes, use the at because it directly pings them. And in fact, <laughs> I recommend you do that. If you're looking, if you're fishing for reactions or, or attention from that other channel, you should do that because I'm not going to say specifics, but another channel made a video uh, recently that was very similar to a video I had. And um, they, they even had a section in the video referencing a video that I, the video that I made, but they didn't at mention me. And so I didn't see it until like four days later. <laughs> Maybe I should have been watching more closely, but if they had at mentioned me, I would have gotten a ping from it. Um, so, great question. 
All right, that is all we have today. Continue to interact in the community, continue to ask questions, uh, and especially test out that collaboration strategy in your next five or so videos. That's it, that's all I have for you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Project 24 is a product of Income School LLC. Results mentioned are not typical. The trademark Project 24 refers to the goal of some people to create a successful business in 24 months, but it's not a promise or guarantee of that success. Many online businesses fail because like any business, it requires hard work, skill, and dedication. Before making business decisions, consult financial and legal professionals licensed in your jurisdiction. So in short, the only person who can make your business successful is you. We are simply here to provide information to help you along the way.